0: One game back, man. It just it, it just feels so good to say that. I can't I can't believe it. Thank you. By the way, thank you, Bills. Thank you, uh Bills Mafia and that whole team for pulling off that win, man. It bro, is it it is crazy. We could actually not only make the playoffs but win this division. That is that is insane. That is and everybody that got your hopes down from last week. I know I understand, man. It was a tough loss, but when you look at the the last seven games, we've won six of our last seven, bro. Yeah, that's that, that we start off one and five. Do I need to remind everybody? What the Broncos are doing right now defensively still getting takeaways and offense doing, you know, Russell Wilson doing enough to win the game today. It's just, wow. another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-host, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez, on another episode to go over the Denver Broncos, week 14 against the Los Angeles Chargers at SoFi Stadium. The Denver Broncos pick up their first road win in the division in four years. It is a great feeling taking on the Chargers. The Broncos took care of business after all defeating the Chargers 24-7. Big win, big team win. All three phases of the the team played very uh, very solid, to say the least. Um, before we begin to uh, today's exciting episode. J-Mac, Jordan, how are you guys feeling after uh, the big W?
1: Hey, man, I I can't really complain. Um, I already knew we was going to handle business. I like the way and the order of fashion we did it, Uh, just straight dominant. So I ain't ain't got really nothing to complain about. I'm doing great.
2: Step one of my uh, prediction was right. had 27-10, but now it was 24-7. So I was close enough, but now tomorrow, if Brandon Staley does get fired, I mean, I'm spot on with my projection. I think he uh,
0: I I am hoping, I know I speak for all Broncos fans and other fans as well. Like, I hope he keeps his job because you see how team you see how teams play when the interim coaches step in. I don't know what it is, but they, they always get this fire and start playing really great uh, right away. You saw us last year. I know we didn't win the first game, but we nearly knocked off the Chiefs with uh, uh, Jerry Rosberg and um, Justin Alcon plays. You got the Raiders, the Antonio Pierce, just out of nowhere started, uh, you know, a little bit of a, a win streak. Obviously, they lost three, to zero today I don't know what the hell happened there but um, there uh, teams always play hot with uh, interim head coaches man so I'm hoping we don't get the bad end of the stick uh, with the, the chargers on that um, but um, lots to go over today's episode uh, like I said man defense had one hell of a game one hell of a game forcing multiple turnovers uh, once again resuming with the- it's only a kick oh, a jump a block It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this.
1: Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help.
0: takeaways no takeaways last week they get two this week and help the offense put up uh, some you know points and favor favorable uh, field positions um force like I said multiple fumbles multiple sacks I mean there is multiple players on the defensive line on, and on the edge that had at least one sack today. I mean, it's an all-around great team win. The offense when they needed to do it. They got the job done. Special teams played very, very solid. Um, I liked. The, uh, I saw De'Lon Turner yell make a big play at the end of the game. Tremont Smith made a few plays. There was there's special teams all around. Uh, was definitely more, much more improved uh, from the ass whooping we got from Houston, to say the least, last week. Um, but what are some of your guys' biggest reasons as to uh, why the Broncos won t- uh, went today? Like, Who are you uh, s- some of your biggest shout-outs?
1: Well, I feel like I've been giving them a shout-out every week, but Jaquan McMillan. Um, huge Dog. game again. But I want to give a uh, – the defense was incredible. And it was the blitz packages they threw at, whether it was Easton, uh, Easton Stick or Justin Herbert. The blitzing packages are just ridiculous. They had no answer for them today, whether it was P.J. Lodge, McCall McMillan, or Josie Jewells shooting up the gap. In which the speed in which they did, it, would, the Chargers really had no chance. But the defense was just spectacular all around today. I had them getting 13 points. They only got seven. And I'm not mad at it at all. It seems like the defense is finding ways to get better. I don't want to say better by the game, but it's really looking like that way, like – it just seems like they've already run through, like I said, the toughest part of the schedule. So now it's like playing the Chargers. I kind of knew how it was gonna be today, but I mean the defense was just they're they're huge reason, they're the reason why we won this game, in my opinion. They they're just they're incredible. I mean, people talk about the best defense in the league, the Browns and the um the Ravens, but like I'm watching their games, man. They're 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 getting run off the field a little bit. Like they're giving up some big some big number of points. Denver's defense over the last few games, they really haven't gave up those thirty bombers in those poor performances where guys are just driving down the field on them and going and getting away with touchdowns and spectacular catches all over the field. Denver's defense is making the case right now, man.
2: PJ Locke just balled out. I mean, he's turning into one of our best defensive players in general. I know Patrick Fertan is up there with, with Justice Simmons, but right now you can make a strong argument that P.J. Lock right now is probably our best defender right now. He is absolutely – I think every game right now is like, what, a sack and a forced fumble? Yeah, Just it's blitzing off the edge. It's it's insane. <laughs> but, I mean, you can basically shout out everyone on the defense. Alex Singleton, Josie Jewell, P.J. Lock, Justice Simmons, McMillan, PS2, Baron Browning was fantastic today. I thought Zach Allen had a good game too. Uh, D.J. Jones, when he was out there, he had a good game. Uh, Drew Sanders, played, like everyone on the defense, like did their part. It was kind of amazing.
0: I mean, hear that, hear this stat. This will probably throw off a lot of people that don't know. Since week eight, entering this game, entering this game, and it got even better. Entering this game, the Broncos' defense had only allowed seventeen points per game, tied for second in the NFL. So bring up, bring up that Miami game all the hell you want, because after this game, now we might be even even be first. I'll be looking in that first thing tomorrow morning for a, a post on Broncos Avenue on Instagram. This defense is outrageous. I don't care if Justin <laughs> Herbert got hurt. It's the dominant fashion they're that they're winning games, bro. It's Vance Joseph. We 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 need to have a serious conversation about him. Is he the, is he's the DC next year? I I want him as the DC. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Even with any other younger candidates coming up, that is crazy. We literally were calling for this man's job three weeks into the season, and he is now the front runner for the DC job to stay next year. And I'm even on board of giving him a raise, man. What he has done, hats off, man. The the blitz, like J Max said, the blitz packages, everything that they threw, they had no response for it. Kellen Moore was lost. Easton Stick was lost. Justin Herbert was lost before he got injured. Uh, he, it just came out, he fractured his finger, you know, prayers up to him and everything, his recovery. But they they had no response for our defense. Vance Joseph, man, once again, another masterclass. I mean, this is it's just ridiculous. Even, even last week, the defense wasn't the you know, the reason we lost. Like it's been insane what he's done the last I don't know how many games. Just ridiculous.
1: Yeah, yeah. And really, I don't think it's a question whether or not he should be the DC. I think he's earned it. And, yeah, we were right. You know, we were calling his job, but I feel like it was rightfully so. The defense stunk at an all-time level. And the turnaround, just like I said, and we talk about a lot, like the adjustments was made. And they were talking about it, too, on the broadcast, just putting in McMillan and Fabian Moreau were just some of the hugest moves that Van Joseph could have done, coming to the realization that guys need to be moved around. They talked about the same Bassie. Like, he was let go, McMillan stepped in, Mathis was benched, Moreau was stepped in, and just all the other adjustments they made on his defense. Like like you said, since 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 the Packers game, I mean, you have to right now, like looking around the NFL, I think it's us and the 49ers that's really making the case for two of the best defenses in the league. I know that may sound crazy to a lot of people, but I don't think it is. I mean, we're like, look at the 17 against the Packers, 9 against the Chiefs, 22 against Buffalo, 20 against the Vikings, 12 against the Browns, 22 against Houston. And 7 against the Chargers like these aren't just in like these aren't just in in uh the the Chiefs nine points like these aren't cupcakes yeah, these teams. aren't yeah these yeah, aren't like fluke yeah like these aren't all these games they're not bottom of the league quarterbacks they aren't they're prime time a lot of these games are prime time games and the Broncos defense just keeps showing out so man Vance Joseph gets all the credit he's definitely going to be the DC um definitely I don't know what his contract is like but definitely extend him because He's got these guys gelling, and they want to play for him. And they even uh, brought it up on the last play. Like, Vance Joseph didn't let up this game. P.J. Sent, sending a blitz at the end of the game like that, it's kind of a punch in the face to Brandon Staley, but then it's not because, hey, man, the Chargers went on for fourth down almost every single possession, and I think they only converted one time. So, Vance Joseph applied the same pressure. And, man, this this defense is just incredible. Like, it's, 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 it's insane.
2: You got to not only just credit Vance Joseph, but all the other assistant coaches on that yeah. defensive side. Because, I mean, these players could have easily just checked out after that Miami game, after giving up 70 points. And I think Miami just scored again right now from week three. But he's just, I mean, the way these players have turned it around. I mean, we even heard rumors about how uh, for certain former players have said that the locker room is lost after that game. Like, easily this team could have checked out, like very easily. But this coaching staff has put on, I mean, I really haven't seen anything. That, I mean, I don't know what you can co- compare it to, but I'm pretty sure this is like the first time it's been like this dramatic of a shift from like one, one in five to being like one game back from the Chiefs winning the division. Like that's a pretty dramatic turnaround
0: one game back man it just it, it just feels so good to say that i can i can't believe it thank you by the way thank you bills thank you uh bills mafia and that whole team for pulling off that win man it bro is it, it is crazy we could actually not only make the playoffs but win this division that is that is insane that is and everybody that got your hopes down from last week i know i understand man it was a tough loss but when you look at the the last 7 games we've won 6 of our last 7 bro yeah like crazy. Is, That we start off one and five. Do I need to remind everybody what the Broncos are doing right now defensively, still getting takeaways, and offense doing, you know, Russell Wilson doing enough to win the game today? Just wow. I mean, a few other uh, you know, you talked about Jaquan and him and PJ Locke are just one of the most underrated, you know, young duos in the Ooh. NFL for DBs. It's just ridiculous, man. I'm I'm on board to extend them as well. Man, might as well. You can just get them on get them on the, you know, the, get them ahead of the market. You see players right now getting extended around the NFL a little bit towards the end of season. Why not lock them up? I, I know uh Parker Gabriel mentioned it on his uh Twitter. I mentioned it in our last episode. Um PJ Locke has to be the starter when Cream Jackson comes back. Oh, yeah. You can't most you definitely. can't disrupt that. You yeah, can't disrupt definitely. that continuity. There's too much like like you said. There's too much geling going on right now. Too much chemistry. Like you can't take that away. You can't maybe give him a few reps here and there, but uh, Cream Jackson. But you can't take that away from him. And he, he's he also also you got to not only you know factor in how well he's played, but also it's kind of an audition for next year. When you think about it that when they are at he's going to be a free agent not, not a lot of people know he's going to be a free agent in the offseason. so it's kind of you know doing him a, a favor by you know having an audition for his his open market hopefully he isn't hitting the open market but um also his potential being here uh, when george payne watching a film whether he wants to give him a big a two-year deal to stay here whether or not so um really man the, the secondary is just playing out of their mind I, I love to see it um going over to the offensive side of the ball Cortland sutton we gotta have a conversation about this dude. It, he's oh my an, god, man! I I haven't looked at the list of top ten receivers in football, but it, it seems like this dude makes top five plays every week. Bro, it, he's just ridiculous. I don't know what to say about him anymore. He's just he proves every doubter wrong every single week that he has, and it feels like he definitely has a lot more fans than than doubters as opposed to the start of the season.
1: Man, when I made a post about Corlin Sutton always oh, making some crazy catch, people was like, "Man, you're doing too much." Like, yeah, he had a few good plays. Corlin Sutton, it's it's it, it, it's time for the recognition to start. I mean, it's like in the it's the catches he makes. Like Corlin Sutton, I give him all the credit, but it's like he'll Corlin Sutton type of guy. He'll like make a bad drop at one point in the game and then do what he did today, like come across a one-handed crazy pass interference, one arm out. Corlin Sutton, it's time for him to get recognized. Then anyway, he has 10 touchdowns this year, and we still got four games to go. It's it's ridiculous. Then they said he had 12 career touchdowns, 14 career touchdowns going into this season, or and he has 10 this season alone. Yeah, yeah. You, you might have to extend him just because it's like this guy, he's one of the best red zone guys, and he can literally win one-on-one, any one-on-one situation down the field that you want to, whether it be drawing a flag or making a, just an insane catch. Like, he's going to be one of those guys when he retires where people are going to go back and be like, Corlin Sutton has a top five highlight real type ever. Like, he's just – I don't know how he does it. I don't, I, don't, I don't know how he does it.
2: Amir, I don't know if you know the stat. I know they brought it up during the broadcast, but is he the first Broncos since, like, 2014 to have 10 touchdowns in the season? Something. Yeah. He's got to be. He's got
1: to be. I think he's the I, first in DT. Yeah,
2: yeah, I mean, that's pretty remarkable because it was just the anniversary of DT's passing. So, I mean, it was just symbolic how – that, yes, that was Special, yeah. Special. So I mean, for him to be the first receiver since 2014, I think it was DT and Julius Thomas. Uh, but yeah, that I mean, that says all you need to. Know, right? I mean, that catch was insane. He even had one during the sideline, and the announcers were going crazy. <laughs> Ryan was like, "Oh my god, Corley's son caught it again!" And it was it was just insane.
0: He do he does what he's doing, man. Is I I I don't think enough. Of Broncos country is truly like understanding like greatness before our own eyes. Like he, what he, the, the catchability that he has and no matter what the angle situation route, whatever it is down anything, he can come up with a play make at any point. That, so th- that's really hard to come by receivers like that.
1: He might have the three best catches this year. The one against the chiefs where he like, it was the end zone and he reeled it in like that. The one against the bills and this one, they make like, those are the strong cases for him. He might have the three best catches this year.
2: Yeah, his catch radius is it's absurd. You just throw it up there, you know he's gonna get it. And that—that that, I mean, he was getting one arm yanked on and just—yeah—just yeah. just <laughs> got it right there. I mean, it was, that was beautiful.
0: Yeah, the O line was giving Russ like five, like yes. fucking ten seconds to throw that, and he's like, "Man, fuck it, court's yeah. down there somewhere." Yeah. Just lobs it up, bro. Comes up with uh-huh. the most insane like OBJ type catch in the end zone. It's just, bro, like.
1: Are you kidding and, me? And to me, it's not getting even talked about enough. Like, like if that's any other guy, that's Jetta's making that catch. Oh or that's God. any one of the other topers. Man, they're going to – come on, bro. That thing would already have, like, 50 million views on Twitter right now. Just, man, Corliss said he, he needs some credit because it's, it's getting ridiculous. And it's just the fact where he – doesn't he have a – I think it's like a game where he has – isn't it six straight games with a touchdown he has or something crazy like that?
0: He did have a stretch at some point this season, yeah. But the, yeah. a few games ago, he did break that streak. Um. He, he didn't have a touchdown, but... I think he, he's like
2: six out of his last seven, though. Like, it's something yeah, like
0: that. Yeah. It's, it's just, just wild. Speaking of streaks, Javante Williams with more than 15 carries. It seems like the Broncos just always win, bro. Like... I at this point you just gotta keep feeding him, man. Seventeen carries today, six six yards. Like J Mac, I I I like that you brought this up with one of our other shows, uh, you know, episodes. He does the dirty work. It's not like the he's not gonna be your Devon Aching that picks up six yards a carry or yeah. something like that. He but he does all the dirty work and abuses defenses and makes them respect the Broncos run game. And that opens up so much for play action, the passing offense and just makes it much easier for your offensive line, the pass block and, and the play caller as well for Champagne. I mean when you have a, a such a great running back after contact like Javante, it, it really makes defenses respect you. And the Broncos are winning games because of it. Without Javante, honestly, we would we definitely have a, a worse record, my opinion.
1: Yeah, and that's why I picked him as the player of the game offensively because he's just – he does everything right, if that makes sense. Like, he doesn't – he's not – he doesn't fumble, knock on wood. He doesn't really do anything that's just – like, come on, Javante, man. He's – I mean, he's – and he's really reliable. And you can go too many down. I mean, just and, and shout out to all the backs, too. All the backs really do a, a really, really good job in their own way. They play their own role really, really well. Just real quick after the Chargers scored their touchdown, their next drive, the Broncos go 13 plays, 75 yards in seven minutes and 26 seconds of possession. That is that's all Javante and Javante start off the drive with a 20 yard run and they just kept yeah. chipping away with, with whether it was Piron, McLaughlin, and Javante. The run game, and they even brought up on the broadcast. They said, you know, when you if the Broncos are gonna be a playoff team, come down January in these games, and they play these playoff games, you gotta be able to run the ball and chew clock, and and make the plays necessary. Running the ball And the Broncos, they just keep showing they did that, and we were running the ball well without Quinn Miners, our best offensive lineman, got hurt, and a lot of people don't really know that. So Javante, man, he does the dirty work, and he he, he just wears defenses out in general, like. Derwin James goes straight up for a hit with him, and he gets up like, man, I just, he I, I watched him get up just shaking his head, like he just that's just what Javante does. He wears you out.
2: The, that's the best explanation. I was literally gonna say that. he just wears the defense out. I think he had a, a someone collided with Javante on one of those running plays, and I, I don't remember. I think it was an outside linebacker. He was out for like two plays, and then he had to come right back. Like he's that type of running back that like he wants contact, and he's gonna make you sit out two plays, and then you're gonna come back in still feeling hurt. That that's Javante. And that, that drive that you mentioned, J Mac, that seven minute drive, Champagne has to love that. I mean, that, that's how you that's winning football right there. Like that team earlier in the season would not have been able to do that. Now you can tell the strides and improvements they made. That that was by far my favorite drive so far this season. Yeah, it was. Yeah.
0: It's very simple, man. The Broncos against the Commanders and um, other teams as well at the beginning of the season, they just kept. It was the it was mainly because of the defense. But when you're throwing the ball so much, you can't win the time possession. And the Broncos, they're the type of team where if they're not going to win the time possession and they don't dominate in that area, they're probably going to lose. To be honest, the offense they they rely on defensive takeaways and they rely on running the ball. That's 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 how this team has found a recipe to win games. It's in it's a great recipe. That's that's how you can become a playoff contender. That's exactly why we are. Um, I mean, you talk about Javante, man, his his background of being a former linebacker really shows in the NFL. He, he just uh, li- like you said, wears defenses out every hit that he hits you with. You feel it every time. And that, I think that's uh, that's what makes him very special. And he's not the guy to really beat you outside with a speed or anything like that. But um, if you're really looking for an every down three down back to where defense is out, that's exactly what Javante Williams uh, brings yeah. to the table. And that's exactly why uh, George Payne traded up
1: for him. Yeah, and real quick time of possession difference. The Broncos were 33 minutes and 30 seconds. The Chargers was 20 26 minutes and 30 seconds. The last drive was just beautiful. I mean, I mean, I, I just wanna that, that last drive just, just it just showed like that's how you that's how we're gonna win the games. You get the lead. No matter what the lead is, if we get the lead. Sean Payton is always gonna look to shoot the clock. And man, I just I'm just loving the way how we're winning these games. We're winning them in dominant fashion. Yeah, it could be a little bit better from the offense, but just the fact that at the end of the game, the, the defense finds ways and the offense is just, they're capitalizing at the end of the games. The fourth quarter is just again one of the. It's like the third quarter we don't really do much, and then when the fourth quarter starts, it's like we're just we know okay, let's go, let's go stand, let, let's go finish, handle business, and they do it. I I don't know how they do it. It didn't really work that well last week, but um. During this, like, this last six out of seven games, man, it's, it's worked pretty much all the time. So,
2: And our third down offense was pretty good, too. We didn't convert one third down last week. This, we were eight for 17 against the Chargers. Now, being in 17 third downs is a bit problematic. I think even Payton would agree, but at least these third downs were – I think the average distance to go was like 5.5. 5. So it was very you know manageable third downs on like uh, weeks prior. But. Yeah. So, I mean, that was also one of the biggest uh, improvements and upgrades uh, to winning this game.
0: Uh, speaking of running the football, I wanted to give a shout-out to Ben Powers. Saw a few replays yeah. where this man is just owning people, just throwing them yeah. around, man. That's That is exactly why we wanted him in our, uh, you know, our free agency profiles earlier in the the offseason on the on the show. He's just he's a mauler man. So several replays were not even for Javante, but Russ on a few scrambles that he had. He was just throwing people from taking him from the left side offensive line. And you're all the way on on this sideline just like that. Like he he just owning guys up front. That's a big reason why the Broncos uh, won the matchups up, up front today.
1: Yeah, you literally took the play I had. <laughs> I was going to say it was on the last drive. Like, Ben Powers' pass pro has gotten better over the last – during his win streak, it has, it's gotten really better than what it was at the start of the year. The third and – I think it was it – Cameron, it was a third and six. And he completely cleared that the whole way for Russell Wilson to go escape and get the first down. Yeah, shout out to the offensive line and pass protection today. Khalil Mack got a crazy play in, like, the first yeah. drive of the game where he literally drove his shoulder – into Lloyd Cushionberry and I think it was uh minors just drove his he just drove his shoulder into him and pushed both of them down to the ground and was able to get Russ. But I mean after that he didn't really do too much man. So shout out shout out to the offensive line.
2: That's another big part of why we won the offensive line. Didn't hear Khalil Mack's name called a lot, which was good. I thought McBitchie did a good job. I thought uh, the people chipping up did a good job. Like it was like a collective team effort uh pass blocking and run blocking.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, defensive side of the ball, uh, I want to give two shout outs um, for uh, actually me and Jordan had these as our, our player of the game predictions. Alex Singleton and Josie Jewell were, especially in that first half, man, they just looked really good, especially Alex Singleton, man. Just making multiple plays, run defense, sacks, just the blitzes by uh, Vance Joseph that we already talked about. Excellent, excellent execution. Um, You just can't speak highly enough about them, uh, what they did in today's game.
1: Yeah, the linebackers are really good. I like, I like in which the pace they play, they were really fat. Like, it feels like everybody was just, it feels like we really just wanted it more. You could just tell, like, every blitz, our guys just shot through the gap in like a split second. Chargers, like I said earlier, they really had no chance. Yeah, Josie Jewell, like, and I like to see those because throughout the season, it's been like on the blitz plays where we'll drop a blitz and it doesn't really do anything. The team, other team, they usually pick it up and we give up big plays. But today, it showed that. He's learning different ways to drop the blitz. The P.J. lock, sack, and force fumble, we ran the same play against the Browns. The same exact play against the Browns on around the same time of the game to just to end the game, we get the ball back and give them knees. It's the same play. And, yeah, I think uh, P.J. was not even his player of the game, I think. I think he was the guy I chose. But I, the blitzes, man, I want to see more of it, especially against the Lions. We're going to talk about them later, but that game, man. Me, me and you did not talked about it, that game. They lost to the Bears today. I know it's divisional, but it's the Bears.
2: Uh, I had, a, uh, I think, Alex Singleton. And I think he's been getting a lot of shit this season for some reason. I mean, I'm not surprised due to the fan base that we have. But still, like, Alex Singleton has, really, has been playing really good this season. Like, he really has. And he showed up again today. Him and Josie Jewel are very good as as a combo and, and the linebackers right there. Like, the games, they were just flying around everywhere. It's like earlier in the season, you could tell they were moving and they are like hesitant, on like not where to go, but you could tell like they weren't as fast, they weren't confident in what they were doing. But now you just see them flying to a spot, and it's fun to see. Like at the end of the game, that that forced fumble they had, and Josie Jewel picked it up, and then him and Alex Singleton are going crazy. Like those two are just incredible. Like it's really astonishing what they've been doing
0: so let's go ahead and start talking about a few things that definitely had our Broncos Twitter riled up today. Jared Judy, his performance in today's game. There was a few plays where he definitely could have capitalized. Russell Wilson definitely could have put the ball in a better spot. Jay Mack. I'll let you uh, start it off. What were your thoughts on Jerry Judy's performance today? Cause me and Jordan had a lot of hopes going into this game and, um, that chemistry between him and Russell Wilson—they said on the broadcast—and I actually kind of chuckled. They're like, him and Russ need to just go take a long walk, holding hands, figure this thing out. Like, I—that seems like this is going to be the only thing that's going to salvage this relationship. Because my uh, my outlook with Jared Jr. and this franchise—I don't know if they're ever going to repair this thing, to be honest.
1: Well, I want to tell Broncos country. I feel like part of this is on me. This is the second week in a row where I've made an uh, edit for a Broncos player. And trying to hype them up, and they completely shit the bucket in back-to-back weeks. Russ and now Judy. So I'm not up, gonna do man. it anymore. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna do it anymore. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. Look, like, I'm I'm sorry, man. Cause I was. I mean, shit. I mean, Judy. When when I first saw it, like the play was kind of really hard to see. Like I thought he kind of threw the ball away, and they showed the replay. I was like, oh shit, Judy, goddamn. And then um, I can't remember what came next. Was it the touchdown or the the other drop he had down the field? I can't remember which one it was, but Judy, his whole performance, I mean, it was a bad game. It seems like he always has his worst games against the Chargers. I don't know what the fuck it is. I, 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 I don't know if it's L.A. in the stadium or I – don't, I don't know what it is. We don't, I don't know if he likes L.A. or what it is, but
0: – But he also but, had his best game against the Chargers. Crazy. Yeah. But, either, but, either that one or the Chiefs game.
1: Yeah, but it was in Denver. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know – Los Angeles. I don't know because, remember, he had the, the four-drop game in L.A. And then today he had the yeah. two-drop game. I – I think people just need to take it easy on him. I saw a lot of big Twitter accounts was kind of posted, which means they a lot of people have it out for Jerry Judy, especially after the Steve Smith thing. I just think people need to cut him a little slack. I mean, he's been open all season long, and I know people are going to say, well, that's why Rezzy ain't giving the ball. He drops it. Nah, it's just, it's a lot going into it. I think the catches he dropped today were really tough catches, and when Judy came into the league, his best thing was not his hands. It was what he can do, really everything besides that, but... <laughs> It was a very tough game. Uh, it, it, it was. I, I kind of hate to see it, but he he just got to play a little bit better, especially from today. I'm not saying he's been having a bad season, but what I saw today, he does have to play just a little bit better, which I think he will bounce back. I still want to see Sean Payton give him the ball and run the same like target share that he got today, especially on the big plays. I think Sean did a better job of getting him the ball, but he just got to he just got to execute better, which I think he will. I think he will bounce back. So.
2: Yeah, now nah, he had a bad game. Uh, I mean, I know I got a uh, someone on Instagram. I guess follows the uh, the channel. Obviously, he doesn't follow Sorry. me. And then yeah, you know, telling me Judy, you know, uh, we should you know probably end it. So you know, that was very nice of him to say. I know I got some a uh, c- couple other harassment things, but again, I guess I just have to live with it. But guys, leave Jordan
0: alone.
2: At the end of the day, I can't do anything about it. I'm not going to change people's minds about it. it is what it is. I can't really say anything about it. Like I, I have no comment. Like what, I don't know what people would want me to say. Uh, besides that, uh, I would like for people to stop DMing me about uh, Judy, especially after we won, because it was a really good win mm-hmm. and we're one game back. But on, if you do want to hear what I want to say about Judy in this game, yeah, he played bad. he, Good players have bad games sometimes. I know it's yeah. pretty, it's a wild concept to understand, but some players have bad games. But I know some people in Broncos country don't really grasp that concept. But again, it happens. But again, you can dog on them if you want. Totally warranted
0: yeah I'm on this I'm on the same boat as you he he's a good player you look at his his average separation it's one of the best in the league for a reason and you know we can talk about numbers all day long but um I'm on the same boat as you man like you see good players have bad games sometimes it's not like they're gonna be perfect every single week and it just sucks that the, it literally happened the literally days after all the stuff which what Sean Payton said um and obviously uh, Russell Wilson having to respond to all the criticism from the media and everything about not giving Jerry Judy his targets when he. Them and we've, you know, finally, like J said, finally give him a fair t- a target share and he isn't able to capitalize off of it. It, it sucks. We should have scored more. Um, and, you know, that not dragging that foot was definitely one of the worst awareness plays I've seen in a while. Um, as a receiver, you have to get both feet in with that much uh, you know, space to make that play. Um, it's also that throw uh, to, you know, to, to, you know, that very first one that everybody was talking about, you know, deep down the field, he, he was obviously given Jerry Judy a, a chance. He probably last ball. week, he, it was, it was a decent ball. I'll have to look back on it all 22, to be honest. um But let, let's be honest. If that's Corlin Sutton, he's finding a way to do some crazy ass catch and make that play. Well. So, I, I will say bad bad game by Jerry Judy, um, but I do have confidence that he'll he'll step up his game in this offense. Though it's not like you know you can really expect you know guys to even J- Corlin Sutton, who I think is our wide receiver one, and he is so damn good at what he does, and he deserves like maybe top ten conversations. As some I don't I don't know how many other receivers would be ahead of him or what, what not. I don't look into rankings a lot, but what I'm getting at is. Even a guy like Corlin Sutton, you're not going to see a hundred yard game every week. That doesn't solidify if you're great or not. It's it simply comes down to targets and how the offense operates, and you know how you use downfield. Because Corlin Sutton, he could honestly have 150 yards. He probably could have 150 yards if it was in an Andy Reid offense today or something like that. Like it just comes down to situations I feel like not ele- not enough fans uh, realize that but um other than that besides you know uh bad games that we would have to critique in uh you know today's game um I feel like the offense is a little too uh I don't know if I want to use the the word dysfunctional but if it, it feels like we're just in that first half, man, it feels like it's either just checking it down to Purine or Williams, or you're just gunning it down as Sutton, man. And it felt like that way against the Texans too. Like it just—it feels like there's no complexity in this offense consistently. Now, don't get me wrong; there's some good play calls, especially on that last uh, seven-minute drive that J mac talked about. But it just feels like this offense, like uh, if we're going to be in the playoffs playing like this, we're going to lose the game probably.
1: Well, the problem is we're leaving plays on the field, and we're doing yeah. it at a consistent rate. I don't think it's too much of like. I mean, cause Sean's doing really what he can. Um, I will say I'm getting sick and tired of him. I'm getting sick and tired of the screen passes. I'm so sick and tired of seeing consistent screen passes. It's becoming predictable. But um, other than that, I will say it's just the downfield, like the shots downfield aren't working as much. And I mean, guys are. It's the second week in a row where Sean has gone early in the game and went downfield, and the wide receiver just couldn't come up with the ball. And that that type of stuff it really changes the way you call a game. It changes the way, just how the game goes in general. Um, I think that's a lot to do with it. I just think it's execution. I mean, in terms of, like, the rest of the drives, yeah, it could be better, but, I mean, it's it's really tough with this offense. Like, it's really tough. Yeah, I want to feel a little bit more creativity, but I just feel like most – I feel like the biggest issues that we're leaving plays on the field, because not every offense is going to score every possession. But there's possessions where I feel like, we leave a play, big drop, and it's like, now we got to punt. But I I was pretty upset on that fourth and one that we didn't go for it, and we just tried to draw them off sides and punt it. I feel like you're going – this is one of the worst defenses in the league. I feel like you got to have confidence that you can get it. It's a fourth and one against the Chargers. I mean, you could – eat, and I know they stopped it on the sneak, the play before, but that's where I want to see you kind of draw it up. But I'm – I'm a little bit worried just of the execution point of it, not in terms of Sean drawing it up, but we got to find ways to execute those big plays because he gives you Sean does about maybe four or five deep shots a game, and the Broncos just the last two weeks like we've seen that, and guys just aren't coming away with the catches. They got to start. They got to start executing. So,
2: well, I think in terms of the first half, I don't really think it was like dysfunctional. I just think it was a part of Matt catching the ball. Like, I thought the offense of the first half was good. They had their opportunities, but, again, I think Judy just had a terrible first half. Yeah. If he makes little catches, I think we were talking a little bit differently about those that first half. So I don't think it was somewhat dysfunctional. Um, I know a lot of people are still trying to nitpick at the offense every once in a while, which is okay. But, again, if you listen to the football Twitter experts on Twitter – there are a lot of, you know, this office is basically perfect. So you can either listen to that or you can just really observe the game and know that everything is going to be perfect. Like oh. the reason why we had to do screen passes is to sometimes just to complete the ball. Like it sounds very foolish and high schoolish, but Lombardi talks about it every time. Like people like Justin Fields and all these other quarterbacks, these the offense corners give them simple passes just to get the ball completed, get a groove and get get things flowing. Sometimes it ha- has to happen like that, but again Not everything is going to be perfect On a week-to-week basis, even though Fans and Twitter GMs do Expect that week in and week out
0: Yeah, I I, okay, I'm not using the word dysfunctional. I just, I do feel like there's certain points where it's like J-Mac said, it's way too predictable with the screens. Like, let's say the defense doesn't have a great game, especially if it comes in the playoffs. Is it okay if we're constantly, obviously the game plan will change, but is it okay if we're constantly doing the same thing drive after drive, like we saw in the first half? Don't get me wrong. It's it's a lot on the players not executing and doing their jobs. But I, I feel like, man, going to halftime, I don't know about y'all, but 10-0 was embarrassing. You should have been up by way more than that, way yeah. more than that. I know it's not going to be perfect, but it, it, the offense is unacceptable in that first half. We literally score seven because we were at the five-yard line from the, the interception from Jaku.
1: Yeah, and it's just the leaving plays on the field. Like, yeah, it's just that. Like, guys just got to do better catching the ball. Um, And that's just from – that's been kind of the way of it the whole season. Just it's like – I mean, the screen passes, I, I, I get you have to do them it's just it's just the offense it's to a great team like if we play San Francisco they're going to know exactly what we're doing every single play oh my god like that's just what it is like they're going to know okay Jaleel is in see there's a screen or he's definitely getting the ball or it's going to be Piron in it's a third down Russ's that Russ's first read is going to be the check down um if if you see any of those guys if Piron is on the left side most likely or not, it is either going to be a screen or is going to he's running a, a in route to the right i mean it, it's just they gotta do a better job. Like I and I talked about it in the uh game previews gotta be a little bit more just disguised to it. I mean, they 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 did that today on the run plays. It wasn't just yeah, we're taking Sutton and Judy out the game and we're just gonna continue to run the ball like that. You saw a lot of times where they actually did a play action and they got um, I think it was yeah, Troutman involved. I saw some uh yeah. Michael Burden. but I mean Sean is doing that, so Russ won't turn the ball over, and I completely understand it, but it's just sometimes. You guys, they just got to capitalize. But, in, and I think moving forward, though, I think Sean is, I think they're figuring out what the problems are. And now it's just coming down to execution because now he's implementing. Judy's getting the ball. They, the, the the whole thing is, I mean, you got to catch the ball because against Detroit, you cannot leave players out on the field against a team like the Lions. Yeah, they had, to, yeah, they haven't been playing that great, but they're a team you cannot leave plays on the field. It doesn't matter how good the defense is playing. If you leave players on the field, they're most likely going to win the game. You gotta capitalize because the Bears that they 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 made plays today. DJ Moore was all hooping. He was he was doing everything he could today. He's so good. He, yeah, he, he didn't leave any plays on the field. So against a team like the Lions, especially on the road too, at Ford Field, where the Lion fans gonna be there, you definitely gotta. <laughs> yeah, you, you're most definitely gonna have to capitalize execution. So
2: to that point, I mean, I think they had little Jordan Humphrey and Brandon Johnson in on the yeah, it was good too. And then you knew they were going to run the ball. And we talked about it last episode, too. So it was like, as soon as I saw those two I'm like, oh, they're for sure running the ball. That was kind of funny to, you know, actually notice it now. But, yeah, I mean, you can for sure tell when they are running it. And, you know, just certain personnel stuff that you can for sure tell
0: so that is going to be it for today's episode i hope you guys enjoyed if you guys listen on youtube please hit the like button subscribe help us get to two thousand subscribers turn notifications on so you guys are always the first here to our premieres uh of this upcoming week we're going to be going over some uh, different topics uh including uh i know we didn't really talk much about russell wilson in this game um because we'll be talking a little bit more about him this upcoming week uh you know playing more episodes every week we want to get on a different guest um so please stay tuned for that if you're listening at spotify apple podcast show support o- over there as well as as well i'll leave a five star rating right now we're at a 4.8 so thank you so much for all your, your ratings and everything i appreciate it all of you all of the support, every single one of you guys um but with that being said i'm your host amir farrow with my co coast jordan mackey aka j mac and jordan lopez to the next one peace out everybody yeah.